Welcome to the Fun Astrology Podcast for Saturday, January 21st, Financial Astrology Day. We're going to be reading the MMA Cycles newsletter here in just a minute by Ray Merriman. But I wanted to look at the sky real quickly because we have the moon going void, of course, at 10.52 Eastern today. Then it rolls in to join the sun in Aquarius at 1.28 p.m., staging for that very early degree new moon at 3.54 this afternoon. All these times are Eastern. So as we begin the day, we have three planets in Capricorn, Pluto, the moon, and Mercury. By the end of the day, we'll have two. And then remember, we've been talking about three numbers. We are down to the last of the three. And if you remember, one of them is 22, which is tomorrow, which is Uranus turning direct. And then all the planets in the sky and on our chart will be in direct motion, except, of course, the nodes of the moon, which are always in retrograde. Well, it was an interesting trading week in the markets. I didn't trade this week because of several reasons, but primarily because my focus was not there. And I never short-term trade anything when there's not complete focus. This week was dedicated to the RV show and some other things just around here. And it was a great week, so I didn't miss not being doing it. But I am looking forward to kind of jumping in the ring next week. We'll see what happens. Speaking of jumping in, let's read this week's MMACycles.com newsletter together. If you would like to follow along or read it yourself, go to MMACycles.com, the tab at the top, free weekly forecast, and then go to Monday's date, which is what this is set for, the next trading week, January 23rd. And I'll catch you up on one other thing, then we're going to roll, and that is both of the audiobooks that I narrated for Ray the Forecast 2023 book is the mundane forecast for the entire year over many different areas and all time periods through the year. And then the 2023 Trends book, that's the one that goes sign by sign so you can read it or listen to it from your sun sign perspective and also your rising sign perspective. It's based on a general overview that Ray writes that, and then money, finance, and career, and then two sections that his wife primarily writes, love and relationship, health and spirituality. So it encompasses all those areas, the general overview, and those areas where astrology is really most important to us. So what I'm working with Kristen Lawhead to do is to set up a reverse engineering book club on that book because the book is written in purely non-astrological ease. In other words, it's not, well, Saturn is conjunct. Blah, blah, blah. So we're going to reverse engineer and determine or try to determine how they came up with the descriptions, the plain English descriptions that they come up that they came up with. Isn't that a cool idea? So more information on that coming really soon. And Ray himself is going to join us around the first week of February for an interview on the podcast. All right, now jumping into the newsletter. This is a quote from the 18th from the Wall Street Journal. The article is entitled, U.S. Retail Sales Fell 1.1% in December. And the article says, Retail spending fell in December at the sharpest pace of 2022, making a dismal end to the holiday shopping season as rising interest rates, 
still high inflation and concerns about a slowing economy pinched American consumers. Sales were also revised lower in November and have fallen three of the past four months. Now the newsletter. It was another very good week for gold and Bitcoin. Each continued the rallies they began in October and November, near the time that Mars turned retrograde on October 31st. That October 31st is marked to UTC time. All have rallied to their highest levels since then, as Mars turned direct last week, along with Mercury. Funny how this stuff works, isn't it? <laughs> that was me. It wasn't as good of a week for many of the world's stock indices, however. In the United States, the Dow Jones Industrial Average was down 927 points, despite a Friday rally of 330 points. The S&P was down nearly 75 points, while the Nasdaq was up slightly more than 60. In Europe, the major stock indices were strong until Tuesday-Wednesday, January 17th and 18th, right in the center of the triple planetary station period of January 12th through the 22nd. Each sold off sharply after that. It was a mixed bag in the Far East and Pacific Rim, probably the way the trickster Mercury likes it. China, Hong Kong, and Australia all posted strong rallies in their equity markets right until the very end of the week. But in Japan and India, traders could not make up their minds if they wanted to buy or sell, so they did both, and basically went back and forth. Crude oil rallied to a new monthly high of $82.38 also on January 18th and remained near those highs throughout the rest of the week. However, the big stories were Bitcoin and gold, both of which soared to new multi-month highs. Now the short-term geocosmics, this quote from the Wall Street Journal on Thursday, January 19th. The article is entitled, U.S. Nears Debt Ceiling Begins Extraordinary Measures to Avoid Default. Oh, you can't make this stuff up. <laughs> the Treasury Department began taking special measures to keep paying the government's bills on Thursday as the U.S. bumped up against its borrowing limit, kicking off a potentially lengthy and difficult debate in Congress over raising the debt ceiling. With, can you believe reading these words? Why do we vote for these people, folks? Why? With the federal government constrained by the roughly $31.4 trillion debt limit, the Treasury Department began deploying so-called extraordinary measures. Those accounting maneuvers will allow lawmakers on Capitol Hill and the Biden administration roughly five months to pass legislation raising or suspending the debt limit. End quote. We now know what might cause a financial panic indicated by the Mars-Jupiter-Pluto T-square in the last half of May as described in the forecast 2023 book. You just know that Congress will not likely solve this issue until the very last moment, which is projected to be in June. And by late May, when this aspect hits, the hysteria will drive investors into a frenzy. But in the meantime, we look ahead to this weekend, when Uranus turns direct, the last of the triple planetary stations, and possibly the most important. Why? Because with Uranus highlighted, sudden surprises and unusually strong price movements often follow. On top of that, we are now entering the season of Aquarius, January 20th through February 18th. 
The sun sign of Aquarius, in my opinion, is the most dangerous of all sun signs for silver. And by the way, just an aside, Ray, pretty much Ray Merriman, made his mark in the metals, gold and silver. So, pointed ears when he talks about them. This, the sun in Aquarius, is when the most unexpected and sudden declines take place, especially when the moon or other planets are also in air signs. With the moon, we usually get three to four of those short-term periods, and at least one of them usually coincides with a sharp sell-off. Will it happen this time? No one knows for sure, but the historical rates of frequency for this happen to be very high. And after all, our work is about probabilities based on historical rates of frequency. If a setup occurs in one of these periods, we will take action. And now the longer-term thoughts. I love it when he uses a little musical quote. This one from 1979, Bob Dylan, Gotta Serve Somebody. You might be a rock and roll addict prancing on the stage. You might have drugs at your command, women in a cage. You might be a businessman or some high-degree thief. They may call you doctor or they may call you chief. But you're going to have to serve somebody. Yes, you're going to have to serve somebody. Serve somebody. Well, it may be the devil or it may be the Lord, but you're going to have to serve somebody. Serve somebody. It's a good policy to question. Who do you serve? Who do world leaders serve when they invade other nations or walk off with a nation's valuable top classified documents and store them in their homes or garages? Who do public and even non-profit organizations serve when they make policies and initiate acts that are not approved or even transparent to their members or investors? Who do political parties and organizations serve when they offer a selection of candidates that do not include choices the populace or members want? So, is it fair to ask those who are leaders, who do you serve? When you do everything within your power to remain in power by not offering choices or awareness of changes being made in policies to those who would be most affected by those changes, then who are you really serving? The theme of service relates to the astrological signs of Virgo and Pisces. Saturn will start a three-year journey through Pisces beginning March 7th. Wherever Saturn is, therein lies a special challenge to address, because with Saturn, there is usually a sense that something which is needed is lacking. There are not enough of the qualities or sectors pertaining to the sign of Saturn, Pisces in this case, to satisfy the collective. And by the way, I will say that in the Forecast 2023 book, which is all mundane astrology, not financial astrology, Ray spends a lot of time on this aspect, Saturn in Pisces. It's a big deal. Pisces is not just service, but it also inspires compassion and sensitivity to the needs and wishes, the hopes and dreams of the masses. Saturn is the commitment, the promise to work for that. So what happens when leaders of nations or organizations or individuals make promises, Saturn, that appeal to the hopes and dreams of the masses or individuals, but they then fail to deliver on those promises. 
or worse, they actually do the opposite and take advantage of others for their own personal gain. You get allegations of corruption, hypocrisy, and cover-ups leading to scandals. The consequence is a new wave of distrust in leaders, in these organizations, in those people or entities who betrayed. This is the downside of Saturn in Pisces that is looming ahead. This, then, begs the question of what leaders and individuals can do to counteract this lack of service that leads to a sense of betrayal. Saturn has this special characteristic of defining reality, separating truth from intentional deception that has an ulterior motive based on serving one's self. So the solution is really quite simple with Saturn in Pisces. Be honest, truthful, transparent, and discerning with others, especially with those you have been chosen to serve. Don't be gullible to lies and attempts to mislead. These are the vulnerabilities of Pisces. In other words, recognize that you have to serve somebody other than yourself. In truth, we are all here to serve one another. And with Saturn in Pisces, one of the most effective ways to honor this is to be transparent and not opaque. You may be living in a mansion, or you might live in a dome. You might own guns, and you might even own tanks. You might be somebody's landlord. You might even own banks. But you're going to have to serve somebody. So when you wake up tomorrow, or the next day, or even the next year... Ask yourself, how can I be of service to someone or even to the world today? Why? Because actions and their motives have consequences for you, for others, and for the world. This is the universal law of karma, or God's will if you're from the Christian perspective. This is an essential component to the higher challenge of Saturn in Pisces, which is inner peace, and eventually world peace. Without authentic service to others, but only to oneself, those hopes and dreams are just that, hopes and dreams that can be crushed via little lies by small-minded people. With Saturn in Pisces, many people will try to elevate themselves to a higher standard of behavior. It will be demanded of them if they are in roles of leadership and have promised to serve. And that concludes this week's newsletter. We stacked a bunch of stuff on the front end, so I'm going to let Ray's words be without commentary from Thomas Miller this week. We'll just leave it as it is. The big impact this week that we will all watch together is how Uranus turning direct tomorrow affects basically everything. The markets, our lives, the planet, <laughs> the news cycle, we'll all watch it unfold together. Eh, you know, it won't be just a quick one-day snap-snap-I'm-back kind of thing, right? Uranus is now in direct motion all the way until the end of August. Hope you guys have a great weekend. If you'd like, join us for our Level Up tomorrow night. It's on YouTube under the Fun Astrology Podcast. It's also on our Facebook private group, the Subconscious Mind Mastery and Fun Astrology Podcast Listeners Group. It simulcasts on both of those, so you can get it without being on Facebook just by going to YouTube and search for the Fun Astrology Podcast channel. We've been sending love out into the universe for oh, about a year and a half now. 
Well, I thought this weekend we're going to send, hmm, this is going to be kind of fun. We're going to send a message out to any benefic angels, entities, beings, whatever is out there that could help us through this transition. We are collectively going to implore them for their help and for just their oversight and protection. There's some crazy stuff going on in the world. We watched a bunch of them get together last week, didn't we, in Switzerland. Well, let's just offset that sinister energy with something positive. That will be tomorrow night at 8 p.m. Eastern. We hope to see you. Have a great weekend. We'll see you back on Monday with the Fun Astrology Podcast. Thank you for listening.